Hello and welcome to D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick. Today we're loading up on leading edge retention and segmentation tricks and treats with returning guest Troy Petronoff from Everyman Jack, a clean ingredient self-care brand for men we chatted with just last year. At that time, Everyman Jack was moving off of Magento and into the greener fields of Shopify, so it was great to catch up on the benefits they've seen from this switch, as well as a bunch of other high-value retention goodies, including why it makes sense to segment Q4 gift buyers from your core consumable product users and how to do it simply, using gift cards to delight your most valuable customers and low-friction ways to convert the coldest parts of your list, as well as gamified sales and why your next sale might just want to be a boogo. The value Troy brings in this one is just spooky, so make sure you don't ghost. On with the show. In terms of email and SMS strategy, last year, a lot of it was focused on our gifts. Not enough segmentation around speaking to just our normal everyday customers. We were kind of shoving gift sets down their throat last year for two months. This year, it's really kind of around trying to segment. We're using a conversational text. If you opt in, the second text you get in the welcome flow is like, we're about to enter holiday. You're about to get spammed from every brand you know talking about holiday offers. Help us help you. Are you shopping for gifts from us during this holiday season? If you mark no, we'll still send you content around our offer, but we're not going to blast you with like, here's 15 kits we recommend five times a week for two months. Thousands of people have jumpstarted their TikTok content strategy using Coley's TikTok Creative Brief template. That's because it has all the steps for successful creator collaborations and best practices to create fun and engaging TikToks. If you haven't grabbed your copy yet, don't worry. Coley just dropped a brand new version of their popular template filled with even more tips and insights to level up your TikTok game. Head to coley.com slash TikTok. That's C-O-H-L-E-Y dot com slash TikTok to download your free copy and start creating TikToks for your brand that people actually want to watch. Troy, it's awesome to have you back on the D2C podcast. Let's just start with a little bit of catch up. I remember last time we spoke, you were just launching Shopify. For actually, forget the platform you were on, but you were just launching Shopify. Catch us up to how that's gone. Also, when did we speak? We spoke like over a year ago now. Yeah. So we went live on Shopify. Everyman Jack went live on Shopify in March of this year. So we were on Magento prior. I joined the Everyman Jack team in March of last year. And I knew we were moving to Shopify even in the interview process. So it was kind of a, I mean, it was a full year of prep and working with an agency to get that all built out. And it, you know, finally happened and it's been a great year. It's been fun. A lot of learnings, but Shopify just unlocks so much where it's been just jam-packed. In what space exactly? Like, what was the first thing that you breathed the biggest, like, sigh of relief over when you were on your new system? Yeah, I mean, one of the main reasons and just unlocks was it was a lot easier to just make changes to the site. When we were on Magento, we could update, you know, the promo bar at the top of the site the copy up there, but like everything else almost needed like a dev ticket to do really anything. Um, And with Shopify, you know, we still have developer resources and agency we work with, but like I can go in and build collections, build landing pages, um, do a lot of stuff that we just weren't able to do before without a lengthy process. Um, So we're able to move a lot faster. And then the, the app ecosystem, I mean, that's reason number two is just, 
I was, you know, obviously in the e-com world, but not able to use most of these apps that everyone's talking and raving about. So there was just a lot that we were able to kind of, you know, tap into as well with Shopify. Shout out your, your most valuable app so far. Most valuable. That's a good question. I think I'd probably have to shout out Rebuy. Um, that was one that we found honestly a little late. Um, so we launched without them and we were honestly building a lot of things kind of custom that they already offer, including we were like almost done actually building out kind of a custom slide out cart. And then I heard about them at a conference and was like, oh, wow, their smart cart feature does everything that we've been working on building for a few months now. And then just the rest of the offerings, um, capabilities around like post purchase offers, upsells, cross sells, all of that were things that we were either working on custom building or we just had on our long list of like, oh, you know, next quarter, we're going to look into an app for a post purchase offer. So their many abilities really has kind of risen them probably to the top of my you know MVP list. Because you also offer subscription programs, but I know that rebuy is is often that like most friction free thing. If if anyone's not you know fully fully locked in for a subscription, just getting them to rebuy is such a big challenge as well. Yeah, exactly. So and they also integrate with recharge, so they have all the integrations and tap into all the tools that we're looking for. Attentive Clavio recently they launched integrations with, so it connects with everything. It's deep within just all of the the site experience. And yeah, the repurchasing aspect, if you are averse or just not into locking in, not that it's really, you know, being locked into a subscription, but it gives an alternate route basically for the people that don't want to sign up for an actual subscription program. Cool. I love every time you switch to a new platform, it's just like, oh my God, it's so good. But then it's, do you have any pet peeves yet? Do you have any like things you're just like Shopify, this has got to change or is it all just in the honeymoon phase right now? I'll say the one thing that we struggled with and I found Magento to be better at was free gifts, um, like free gift with purchase. With Magento, we used a lot of free gifts as an offer and we had it so if they hit the threshold or whatever it was, a pop-up would appear and you can just claim whatever the free gift was right there. And it's not as simple. There's workarounds and like we've made it work with Shopify, but that was a challenge because our at the time, most successful acquisition offer on uh, Magento had to be shut down basically when we moved to rebuy because it just didn't work the same. So that was a definite little hurdle at the beginning. But in general, you know, everything um, does kind of work uh, as intended. There is one of the things that, you know, me on a like just I'm a very curious person. I love hearing about all the different apps and getting inspiration from other stores So, you know, you definitely, there's that initial kind of, as you're setting everything up, like, oh, I want to install, here's my 15 apps I want to install. You know, that, if you have too many apps, it gets too complicated, weighs down the site. So that was kind of, you know, one of the learnings initially was just like, don't get too app crazy and really settle the ones on the ones that are really, you know, driving towards a specific goal, whatever, whatever that is. I like that avoid app overload. You mentioned free gift. What's the most successful free gift you've ever offered uh, that drove? Because I, I love the story of the uh, of the Sports Illustrated subscription football phone uh, that was just like drove most of the subscriptions. Was people just wanted that football phone in the like eighties or nineties. So what's what's the best free gift you've ever employed? Yeah, um, two that come to mind immediately. So we've been doing a free cologne offer 
So, I mean, that's a good one. A free cologne, high, high value, high perceived value really helps kind of drive that AOV to have that, you know, we have our free shipping threshold, but then we have our free cologne threshold, which is much higher. So that's definitely an effective one just in terms of AOV boosting. But we also last year were running for a long time, just a free DOP kit travel bag um, for a men's grooming brand that, um, you know, fits perfectly. They're cheap to produce. Um, so it worked on many levels. I feel like uh, retention marketing managers all across the world are being squeezed this holiday season. I'm, I'm curious, oh, yes. what's, what's your mandate as retention marketing manager at Everyman Jack heading into Q4 2022? Yeah, it's a good question. And yeah, there's a definite huge focus on retention. My biggest strategy shift from last year and biggest kind of goal and what we're very much now in the midst of just kind of putting the final touches on is in terms of email and SMS strategy and just kind of how we're communicating last year, a lot of it was very, the bulk of it was focused on our gifts and kits kind of collection. So not enough kind of segmentation around speaking to just our normal everyday customers that are just trying to stock their own bathroom with their own, you know, a deodorant and body wash shampoo Um, we were kind of shoving gift sets down their throat last year for two months. And everyone knows customers that are acquired during the holiday period tend to have a lower LTV, just not the highest kind of value customer. So this year, it's really kind of around varying the content, trying to segment. So we have right now, we're using a conversational text within Attentive. If you opt in, the second text you get in the welcome flow is like, I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically like, we're about to enter holiday. You're about to get just spammed from every brand you know talking about holiday offers to help us help you and like send you relevant content. Are you shopping for gifts from us? Do you have any intention to get a loved one, an Everyman Jack product during this holiday season? If you mark no, we'll send you, you know, we'll still send you content around our offer, but we're just not going to blast you with like, here's 15 kits we recommend five times a week for two months. I love this. We talk about the uh, the bright side of gifting and how to untap that gifting market, especially this time of year. But I could see how when you've got a hammer, everything looks like a nail and it's a lot smarter to, you know, segment your audience like that. It's so funny. We're just doing that. We just did this yesterday on at D2C. We now have a screen that simply asks, once you subscribe, are you on the brand side, on the agency side? Are you in SaaS? Are you, and we can instantly now just like, oh, you're SaaS, you might want to sponsor. Oh, you're an agency or you're a brand, you might want to work with Pilot House, you know? It's just, it's a, a no brainer for how you can segment that audience. Yeah, absolutely. And we're doing this. I mean, what I'm working on right now is like post-purchase stuff. So making sure that our post-purchase flow, our follow-up offer is going to be steeper for the people that come in. This is their first purchase. It's only including gift items. Like We're really going to speak to them and try and either convert them to purchase or you know, if we do e-gift cards, forward this e-gift card to the person you bought the actual gift for. Just like really trying to not speak to everyone in one flow, but for this specific time period, really branch it out and talk to our gift shoppers and then everyone else. And what's wild is it'll probably get you more gift shoppers also overall because you're just introducing the idea that you should be sending this to the male loved ones in your life. Exactly. Yeah. So we're working on copy at the moment and it's, it's like a fun challenge, but it, I feel so much better just strategy wise uh, and just really like speaking to the audience in a particular way that kind of fits the occasion because most of the year we can keep it broad 
But at this time, when a huge chunk of the purchases are for gifts and kits, and we're in stores, we're in Target, Walmart, all of that. So it's a whole kind of added little challenge. So that is, yeah, really like breaking out the segmentation, getting more particular about who we're talking to during this holiday period is our is our big project. Totally different shoppers, right? And and it's funny, everyone thinks about the holiday market, there's going to be a big boost there. But someone who buys your product every month for the rest of their lives is, you know what I mean, is more valuable. And so you have to make sure you're, you're catering to them as well. I really like that insight there. We may have talked about this last time, but I'm curious, like, what are you, what's your mindset right now on retention for that in-store business, for the retail business? I think you mentioned, we were talking about QR codes a little bit last time. Any, any breakthroughs there? Yeah. So that's a good question. So we haven't gone too deep in the QR code thing. Um, it's still something that interests me, but the ideal world, we get QR code on our packaging. And again, we're you know a pretty big company with products in every major retailer. It's not an easy process to update uh, the packaging. But it's still kind of kept a bit separately. Just we're on Amazon and in all these retailers. Um, and it is kind of a, you can't really track very easily who is shopping, you know, we do know that most customers find us originally in store and they come to our website because perhaps the product they love so much is no longer or it was out of stock that one time they went or they saw an ad that had an image of our full product lineup and they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know Everyman Jack has face wash or cologne or beard care products. So they go to the website to see our full offering. So it's typically they find us in store, go to the website to kind of do a deeper dive but then, you know, I know that I sent out a marketing email and we get a, you know, good, we get solid metrics, good transactions off that. But I know there's so many uh, people that see that, see this new product announcement and just add kind of a mental note or add it to their little reminders list. Like next time I'm in the store, that's when I'll purchase the product. So I would like to see all the data on who is purchasing in store and like just kind of tie those metrics together. But it's still a bit of a black box. We were talking just yesterday with uh, the Amazon team at Pilot House, and we were talking about how advertisers are testing using Amazon as like in the coldest part of their funnel. So like in the coldest part of their audience, like their most dormant customers, like as that last ditch effort before you cycle them, give them the lowest friction purchase point, which will be Amazon. Is that something you've ever tested? We actually have totally blanking on when we did that, but we did send to basically an audience that was not responding. I think it was a product launcher something but we were just like okay we've informed this audience pretty heavily that we have this new product they're clearly not interested let's let them know it's on amazon because maybe that audience just trusts amazon more or wants the two-day shipping our emj.com website shipping times are good but you know it's not two days so that was the thought process there it was like yeah if they're not purchasing from the site maybe they're still interested but they want amazon which they trust and something we're doing for holiday this year, we have a few, we have a Marvel partnership. So uh, we have a new character. I think I'm allowed to talk about it. Uh, that is going to be a Walmart exclusive and it's not on our website. And so once we get kind of past the main uh, holiday time and past the shipping cutoff, that's when a lot of our email content is going to be pushing in stores and talking about like, hey, this character is only a Walmart exclusive here's the link to find your local Walmart. Um, so yeah, at that time, we're definitely going to lean into kind of a retail push. Um, but it's still for us, like kind of an experiment. Um, it's hard to track. You can kind of see, you know, a bump 
in Walmart sales or Amazon sales, but it's hard to kind of match it one to one. I was hoping I was going to get a Marvel spoiler from Everyman Jack. Just be like, it's a new character. They're announcing it's Mr. Fantastic. I feel like it's actually, I need to check. It, it might already be in Walmart. I'm being, you know, mysterious yeah. when maybe I don't have to be. But um, yeah, the Marvel partnership's a fun one, especially around holidays. I like those those ideas of things you can do with your, you know, your your coldest audience. What are some of the things you're doing to surprise and delight your warmest audience this uh, Q4? Yeah, that's a good question. Gift cards. Gift cards is a big one. Um, another, it's kind of a new tactic we're experimenting with uh, this holiday in a few different ways. So we have a gift card strategy for um, these new one-time gift purchasers. So we're going to be sending them e-gift cards with the hope that that will help them convert or they forward it almost as a referral program to either the person they bought the gift for or just someone in their, their world that'll use it. Um, but then also kind of a separate but related gift card strategy for like VIPs. And then we're also, we have some merch items. We got some cool like camping mugs and stuff that we were actually just having a meeting earlier about like some surprise and delight um, tie-ins with that for like the true kind of our most loyal customers that come back to us over and over and over again, um, trying to actually like, you know, do some real Christmas presents or holiday presents for them. How do you guys view, you know, I, I think of Gary Vee talking about how every company needs to become a media company. It's what we've done here at uh, D2C with Pilot House. What's your take on, on the mix of uh, retention emails or touch points that are content versus offer based and what's working in the content side? Yeah, that's a really good question. And that's one of our, my biggest priorities for uh, next year. So we always try and keep the balance between content, educational emails and promo emails, like, you know, pretty even this time of year, definitely leans a lot more promotional. Um, And just looking at our content calendar, it is very promotional coming up, but trying to keep that balance because I want people that are opening our emails, even if they're not in need of any product at that current moment, I want them uh, to be able to get some value from our emails and keep the relationship going so that it's, you know, they're getting primed for the next time that they need a deodorant. Maybe they're also inspired to check out the face wash they saw mentioned in our email about top five grooming tips for guys, something like that. Um, so it's a huge part of our strategy and we're like i mean in terms of our blog that's kind of not been given enough love recently but content just in general across the site as well is like one of the top priorities for the next year i feel like you need an is there an everyman jack like is he on tiktok i feel like he should be (laughs) (laughs) i know we have a that's a good like we don't have a spokesperson or like someone from our team that is like the star I, I, i guess we have a few um, but we don't have like our, our spokesperson yet. Jim from the office. We've actually, we've had like conversation about like, we need to find like a celebrity, like a high, highly known person. So, you know, stay tuned. Once he's cast as Mr. Fantastic, spoiler alert. Yeah. You can, <laughs> you'll get him in for sure. Hey, this, uh, that's, that's awesome. Marvel now, right? Uh, he was already, he was destroyed in the last one. So I don't think he's coming back. 
anything else uh, that you have up your sleeve for the holiday season? Because I guess a lot of people view Q4 as this time to like acquire customers in a way that kind of buoys your, you know, your revenues throughout the year. And I think that's why it's so important that you're segmenting your audience. You're going to know who those people are who are going to buoy it, you know, throughout the years. What, what else? Is there anything else you're thinking about, about how to maximize the number of first time purchasers that you get during this holiday season into repeat buyers? Yeah, so another new thing we're doing this year, we've been dabbling in the the on-site, like the quiz world. Um, we have a skin quiz set up. It's been set up for a few months now, pretty basic. Um, we keep our kind of skincare categories pretty simplified. Uh, you kind of have to for guys. So it's our, you know, acne, oily skin line and dry, normal skin line. So we had a successful but simple um, skincare quiz. We are working on an almost done. Uh, these quizzes take a lot more work than I had anticipated, but we're almost done with the gift guide kind of recommendation quiz. So there's a lot of like fun questions in there. Um, it's definitely set more to be more entertaining, you know, in comparison to our kind of more scientific skin quiz. But we have questions like, you know, what uh, famous movie character from a Christmas movie would you rather have a cup of eggnog with or like what's your favorite winter activity but then we also are trying to learn like does this person you're shopping for have a beard and with that you know then we send them down kind of a a content path with beard education so that quiz is definitely going to be one of our kind of you know acquisition routes uh, for the holiday period which I'm excited about getting that wrapped up and out into the world. Did you know that 71% of U.S. consumers plan to shop online during the holiday months or that 62% of them want to be reminded about your offers via email? To discover how shoppers plan to spend this holiday season, download Wonderkin's 2022 Consumer Insights Report. It's full of vital data surrounding preferred shopping locations, communication channels, purchase influences, and more. Visit wonderkind.co DTC to download the Consumer Insights Report now and find out how to reach your customers. That's wonder, W-U-N-D-E-R, kind.co slash DTC to download today. What's the most uh, successful subject line you've launched in the last little while? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. I've noticed like the mysterious subject lines. We're also, I'm learning this a lot with text right now, but like really not giving away anything, but really having a good hook. I'm trying to remember what we just did. We have a, a like a Halloween themed bugo. It's a bogo on the site, but you know, bugo, get it? Bugo. Um, I haven't heard. I somehow haven't heard that before. That's pretty. Good. Yeah, I hadn't either. Uh, but it, it, you know, it works, and it's all very like ghost themed. You scour the the site looking for the products that have the ghost badge, and the subject line had something to do with like go to the site and go ghost hunting or ghost busting. And it had a huge open raise. So that was a fun one. And we kept it mysterious, like really didn't give away what the offer was in the email, but just like huge call to action button, short copy, you know, fun little ghost hunt, head to the site and it crushed. And so, yeah, that's gamifying. gamifying. I love that. Yeah. That was a, that was a fun experiment. Actually, it was the first time we had, we'd done BOGOs, but there was an aspect of this kind of scavenger hunt almost across the site that thus far has been working. So it'll probably, you know, make another appearance in the future. Where did you do that? Where did you add the little pumpkin icon to the, in the product description? Like, no. So we use a app 
to add badges to like our product images. So if it's a new item or it's a bestseller or it won an award, uh, you know, an Esquire grooming award or something, this app, which I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but you can basically, you know, simply add a badge overlay to the product image. So we set that up um, with this little ghost uh, icon and just created a collection, added the badge top left corner of all those products. And if you're like combing through the site, um, you, yeah, like some of them appear in the PLP with the badge and you know that that's a BOGO item. BOGO. Let's be specific. BOGO. 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 I, yeah. I love it. Uh, what is a great SMS communication you've sent recently? Probably because these are the most recent. It was the same thing that the the Halloween one, I'm pulling it up right now. It was super short, gave nothing away. I mean, this is super basic, but it said, we just launched a scary good Halloween deal, dot, 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 click to see it, parentheses, don't be scared. Like, gives nothing away, all about driving that click over to the site, and it, by far, the highest click rate in months that I can recall. And we're doing that, so, you know, for holiday, SMS is hard to, I mean, it's, you're paying per message. So you really have to have a handle on it in comparison to something like email where, you know, you have your monthly flat fee. And unless you go like absolutely crazy with sends, you're, you know what you're going to be paying. SMS, especially around holiday time, like I have, you know, a budget to play in. And these are kind of my parameters and I got to keep it in that realm, even though I know during holiday time, we got to send more frequently. So, I mean, my strategy there is we're primarily going to be doing very short text sends and we're going to you know we'll do an mms that you know if the if there's more information that has to be conveyed like really highlighting a product but also just using if we do an mms put all the offer details everything on that and not explain it in the written out um, actual copy so um, keeping it short and mysterious is kind of the new strategy and it's been working and during like with promos that obviously applies more during kind of the quote unquote off season. We love doing like our SMS strategy is much more, you know, send from a real person do educational content, uh, engaging kind of conversational content. But yeah, during holiday time when we got to keep a handle on budget, it's going to be short and sweet. What are you driving to in those situations? Are you driving to a product page? Are you driving to an optimized landing page? But the job is, you're, it's smart. If you're paying for that, you want to get that click. You want to get them on somewhere they're buying. If you're explaining too much on there, it's just going to be visual clutter for people. Exactly. Yeah. So um, in terms of where we're driving, it depends. Sometimes a product page for holiday, we're going to have an actual landing page. So it'll either be this holiday landing page that has sort of elements of a gift guide on it, reviews, all of that. Or it'll be the collection page. Or if you're not a gift shopper, we're pushing primarily to bundles during that time, actually. So those are kind of where we push to. But yeah, exactly to your point. Like sometimes with email, especially if it's like a new product or a product or collection focused email, we're kind of putting all the talking points within the email. Here's two reviews. Here's a bunch of facts around why this product is great. And like that is a valuable email. But I don't know if that's the most set up to drive clicks to the site where I think really like you should tease, not like literally tease, but like give a few basic details on why you should care to learn more about this product. 
but then push to the website to like fully get convinced. Um, and that's a learning, like a lot of our emails were, I've been shortening over this past year. Like if you kind of track the designs and templates, like the amount of copy is greatly um, reduced over the year. Um, just cause yeah, we are trying to educate within our emails, but also clicks click rate is the is a tricky one um so that's been kind of a big goal of this past year is like really up our click rate very cool if we were to give you a uh, fifty thousand dollar budget uh to be spent in in your department uh in q4 uh, on a, like a new initiative it does, or it could be a new initiative it could be or one you just want to pour more gas on what would you what would you do sms just put question. all on straight sms cost i mean S- yeah sms is uh probably a good one luckily retention compared to i'm I'm kind of happy i'm not more on the acquisition side because uh comparatively retention is pretty affordable um i I would either throw into sms or just throw it to acquisition uh because i you know list growth that's a that's a crucial thing around holiday especially it's like you know we're upping the frequency of our email and text sends which I mean, last year, we didn't see a really big impact on unsubs at that point. So it's not a huge red flag, but like you do need a healthy amount of new subscribers coming in through that period. So, um, yeah, I think these days throw it all towards acquisition. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about our retention tools, which is, which is good. Your bucket, your, your bucket is less leaky. Exactly. Yeah. I'm feeling good on that front. You mentioned your mandate. This podcast has kind of been about your mandate. What are your highest level North Star guiding metrics? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, I have a number of them and they're all pretty kind of what you would expect. So on a simple level, I have, you know, our revenue goals for email, SMS, our list size, CRM goals, but tied to that also engagement numbers. So I have a number that I'm like, I can't go above on on sub rates we have our goal click rates we have our open rates so it's you know you can manipulate email and sms where if you're trying to hit this revenue goal just blast the list non-stop you know don't even care about on sub rates or open rates or whatever but to keep everything healthy like we have those revenue goals but then we also have those metrics that we're tracking just to make sure the email and sms programs are healthy and we're not like just abusing that list basically um the canaries in the coal mine. Yeah, that alone. I mean, that, there's a number of that's a lot of uh, numbers that we're tracking, but also like subscription growth. That program launched in I think August, whereas so there was like a you know a number of months gap between from when we launched on Shopify to when we launched the subscription program. So that's still very much in its infancy. But I have you know my goal number for the end of the year, um, and trying to think what else and just you know uh returning customer percentage repeat customer percentage and a new one so we just implemented or started working with lifetimely just um as a data tool we use triple whale and glue as well but as a retention marketer i found lifetimely to be the most insightful in terms of like really breaking down your repeat purchase just data uh so really tracking this is not one of my okrs currently but it's something i want to implement in the in 2023 but it tells you you know how many of people that just purchase or purchase uh one time from you x percent purchased 
again within 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 365 days. And that data has been a really helpful recent unlock because it revealed to me uh, that a huge percentage of our um, follow-up purchases happen much sooner than I anticipated. And it's really the bulk happened within the first 60 days, whereas our average, just broad average is around 120 days. And that's kind of what our replenishment flows were all catered towards. So kind of seeing that the a lot of our purchases or follow-up purchases happen very quickly after the first one, like we've fully adjusted all of our flows, post-purchase flows to kind of cater towards that. Huge. I was thinking as you were talking about your your high level OKRs, I was thinking about like these these are great because they tell you your you know what you're doing every month, but it's that other dimension of data where you can actually see the LTV of these consumers that unlocks this other learning. Yeah. So that's like that, yeah, lifetimely uh we plugged that in like a month ago. But that really like that insight right there just has been I mean, we've adjusted a lot after kind of learning that. So um Again, it's not a current OKR, that specific metric, but just improving and kind of like speeding up the repurchase timeline is, is a goal for next year. Any other key learnings on the subscription side? I, I, didn't, I don't think I'd realized that it was a more recent launch um, in August. Yeah. What, what, what do you got to say there? Yeah, so it's interesting because we had a subscription program when we were on Magento. Um, so it was not really managed. Um, there was not... You know, when we were kind of uh, sunsetting that and the gap before setting up the new program, there were a lot of learnings just kind of taking a look back at that. So with that program, you were able to select the, you know, I want my package every month or every two months, every three months. We did some analysis there and in our new program, it's every three months. You can't adjust it to a one-month frequency or a four-month frequency. It's every three months. The data supports that. We've had zero complaints. So that was just kind of makes it more predictable, um, less kind of option fatigue for the customer and less confusion. Um, so that was a big learning. And again, we've had zero complaints of customers like, oh, I want this every one month like that. It's not been an issue. Um, Limit choice where what, appropriate. Yeah, exactly. I think that was the big learning we also with that old program didn't have a you know you must spend this much to really qualify for the benefits of a subscription so there were a few you know customers that were squeaking by with like two chapsticks which is on a you know shipping profitability aspect uh it's not a great thing for us so uh that is no longer the case but yeah i think the shipping frequency the order frequency was kind of the big change that we we made with this new program also recharge, just like allowing customers to, you know, use SMS to pause an order, swap out an item um, was a, a big benefit. I was doing a podcast yesterday with the Amazon team, and I always like to end that by like whatever Jeff Bezos is saying in the news. Usually we comment on that, but I didn't want to do it this time because it was basically just Jeff Bezos saying like all economic indicators are are indicating that we need to batten down the hatches. And I'm curious your perspective as a consumable that, you know, it's it's an interesting category from my perspective because it's uh, people are going to keep buying it. It's not a premium product. It's probably not out of as many people's budgets if it's in Target and all these mass marketplaces. What's your perspective on the looming hatchet battening downing? Yeah, no, it's a good point. And to your point, yeah, all of our products are around the $10 price range. We're affordable. 
high quality products, um, you know, naturally derived and in all major stores. So, you know, business is trending upwards, slower pace than, you know, two years ago, but it's still very healthy and trending in the right direction. And yeah, it's interesting, like the challenges, and we kind of touched on this earlier, is there's just, for me personally, selfishly, the orders that I'm tracking are our e-commerce orders. So it's, you know, uh, we, there is risk of customers just instead of buying all of their grooming supplies in bulk from our website and, you know, spending 50 bucks to hit the shipping threshold, maybe they parcel it out. And if they're just out of body wash, they go to the store and buy our body wash. So that's not a bad thing. They're still, as long as they're buying every man jack, you know, I'm happy. But that's one of the the realities that we got to face with the website is Amazon or just one-off purchases in stores, like kind of a quote-unquote risk to our site conversions. But you kind of have to, we're in every major store. Retail is a, a much larger part of our business than e-com is at this point. So that's kind of one of the risks. I think that is could be increased by what's going on in the world. But there's still huge value on the website, especially as like an educational content hub for, you know, when I go shopping, when I'm in Target and I'm considering buying a product, I Google it and check the website for reviews. So I think we're going to be leaning in on that aspect of kind of the, the brand in the new year. How are you going to do that? Content. <laughs> That's the big one. So yeah. um, I'm really actually happy with how the website, again, you know, pretty new website, We've been doing a ton of optimizations and, you know, improving the look and experience, but it's pretty sparse in terms of, I mean, it's basic, it, I guess basic sounds too basic, but, you know, we have the standard product descriptions and all the high level kind of information around the hero ingredients and everything. You'll find everything you need to find on our current product pages, but we are surveying customers right now. We want to add on to our skin, skin and beard, especially PDPs, where it's like we want data points around, you know, 97% of customers surveyed felt that this face wash helped reduce the look of acne and oily skin. Kind of validation like that, that goes beyond just standard customer reviews. And we also want three blog posts linked on that PDP that's like, hey, have acne, here's five things you can do in real life to help lessen acne, including, you know, wash your sheets more and stuff like that. So we want to have kind of like reading resources on uh, product pages that are related to just lifestyle stuff that you can also do to help fight acne or wrinkles, stuff like that. Love it. You are a walking retention encyclopedia. And I think we're just going to need to keep staying in touch because uh, you're always coming out with great insights, Troy. This was awesome. Awesome. Great chat. Okay, man. Talk again soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.